so many weeds, so many problems, so much difficulty, so many evil people are people who are doing evil things. So many weeds. Sometimes we wonder, at least, at, at least sometimes I wonder, Lord, why don't you do something about this? Why, why, don't, you, why don't you do something about the weeds? Why don't you do something about all the wicked people? I'm over here trying to do the right thing, trying to be a good Christian, and yes, sometimes I mess up. Yes, sometimes I sin. But Lord, when I do, I go to confession. And these people, like what gives? What do we do with that? What do we do? When we see all kind of evil people prospering, and when it hurts, and when we're suffering, and when we don't know what to do, what do we do? I would like to point us to Psalm 73, where the Bible gives us the answer. In fact, I'm not going to read all of Psalm 73 right now. But I invite you this week, this evening, maybe before you go to bed, maybe tomorrow morning, if you pray in the morning, your prayer time in the morning, to open up your Bible to Psalm 73 and to read it and to pray with it. It starts out, Truly, God is good to those who are pure in heart says, okay, I know that God is good to those who are pure in heart, but I look at the wicked and I see that they prosper. They don't suffer. Their bodies are healthy. They're not in trouble. And they just keep going on and on in their wickedness. Their heart overflows with follies. They scoff and they speak with malice. They threaten to oppress the poor. It seems like they're fat and happy and wealthy. All these weeds, all these people who are willing to lie or to cheat or to steal or to take advantage of other people. And sometimes we want to say this. In vain have I held my heart clean. I've been innocent. I've been mostly doing the right thing. When I am guilty, I apologize. I go to confession. I make repentance. But man, it seems like that was useless. Because all these people who are lying or who are cheating or who are stealing or who don't care, they're getting the best stuff. They're getting the blessings of the world. It looks like they're successful. It looks like they're happy. And in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. Because all day long I have been stricken and chastened every morning. What do I do? It doesn't seem to make sense. We see the weeds and the wheat growing up together. And we want to pull them out. 
like the servant said in the parable that Jesus taught. We want to pull them out. Or if we can't pull them out, we want God to pull them out right now. And it doesn't make sense to us. We don't understand. It's too big of a mystery for our human minds that God will let them continue to grow. Until. Until. When I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I tried to understand why wicked people are blessed and why I'm suffering. And it was hard and it was wearisome. It gave me labor. It was toil for me until... I went into the sanctuary of God. Until I got down on my knees and poured out my heart to the Lord. You ever had that feeling? I I don't know what to pray for. I don't know how to pray. I just know that I need something. I just know that I need to pray because I just know that I need God. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I don't understand it. And if we do that, if we go into the sanctuary of God that's here, if, if we go into the sanctuary of our hearts where the Holy Spirit dwells, and if we get down on our knees and if we cry out to God, the Bible says that we heard today the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words, with groanings deeper than our thoughts, deeper than our words. And we come to know. We come to know that God's wisdom is bigger than ours. We come to know that some of those weeds That weed is somebody's son. That other weed is somebody's daughter. All those weeds, God desires that all those people, because the weeds are a symbol for people, God desires that all those people go to heaven God doesn't want to tear them out and throw them into the fire. God doesn't want to tear them out and throw them into hell. And so the Bible says to us that God's patience, God is patient, and His patience is directed towards salvation. God's patience with you and with me and with the weeds. Is giving them time, is giving them grace, 
is extending His hand to offer them forgiveness, to offer us forgiveness, and to bring us up to heaven. And you know what that's like. If anybody in your life has strayed away, maybe a son or a daughter has strayed away from the church, Maybe a niece or a nephew or a grandchild has gotten into all kinds of wicked things. And you want them back. You want to give them as many chances as you possibly can. That's how God feels. Or said a little bit more precisely, that's how God acts. For your sons, for your daughters, and for everybody else's sons and daughters. God's patience is directed towards salvation. And so God gives to you and to me, in the midst of the pain of being surrounded by weeds, in the midst of the difficulty of seeing bad people prosper, God says to us, come into the sanctuary. Go into the sanctuary of your heart. Get down on your knees and beg for help. The Spirit wants to pray in you. Pray and fast for yourself and for them. Today we remain... in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic. And to be honest, y'all, this was easy. Well, maybe not easy, but this was easier when we understood what was going on. When they said, you got to stay at home and because... The hospitals are being overwhelmed. There are not enough ventilators and people are dying. Like, like back in March. It was a lot easier to understand. Social distance and face coverings and all these things. And, and, and now, as we just want our lives to get back to normal, it's, it's a lot more confusing. And... I I don't know. I don't know who's right or who's wrong or what we should be doing or what we shouldn't be doing. And even if I did, I wouldn't burden you with my opinions. Here is not the place for that. But I do know this. I do know that the beginning of the solution to all of our problems the sacrilege as people are defacing churches or burning them down and desecrating the statues of saints. The racism, the violence, the anarchy, the pandemic. I do know that the beginning of the answer is prayer and fasting. 
Prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. And I've been saying that, I think, every week for the past, like, month. We've got to do it. And so when yesterday our governor says, hey, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, at, let's all fast from lunch together as a state. And let's take some time, since we're not going to take the time to eat for lunch, Let's pray. Let's fast from lunch and take the time to pray. I said all of us, we got to be on board with that. Whether you voted for this governor or not, whether you like the way he's handling the coronavirus or not, like it doesn't matter. Like we got to all be on board with that. And that is biblical. When Nineveh was in trouble in the book of Jonah, the king proclaimed a fast. And he what? He certainly wasn't a Christian. He wasn't even a Jew. He was actually a pagan. But the king proclaimed a fast. The people did it and their society was healed. David, the king of Israel, he proclaimed a fast. And the people did it. And the society was healed. Over and over and over again. Government leaders... Civil leaders have seen, oh, there are, civil pro- there are civil problems, but there is a supernatural solution to our problems. And so we need to pray and we need to fast. Over and over again. Throughout the past more than 2,000 years, when leaders have called for prayer and fasting, and when people have done it, God has worked miracles. So let's do it. Prayer and fasting from food. This week, with everybody else in our states, to open up the floodgates of grace. If you have a medical condition where you cannot fast from food, or you're too young or too old, then do another sacrifice. But if you do not have a medical condition that prevents you, no, fast from food. That's the traditional way. Like that, that's the way it's done unless it's impossible or dangerous for you. And let's do this. Let's get down on our knees. Let's cry out to God. Let the Holy Spirit play, pray for us and pray in us. And let us turn to Him that he might heal our land and fill us with his blessing.